0: Welcome to The Johnny Cassell Show. This is your number one resource for dating and lifestyle advice. Hi guys, welcome back to The Johnny Cassell Show. Today I've got a dear friend of mine, Jack McAvoy. He is an actor known for his roles in the series Vikings as Helgi the Lean and the short film Running Man. Jack has gained a reputation as an actor when he toured Ireland with his performance in Our Country's Good, he received professional training at the Gaiety School of Acting where he worked on films such as Shoot and A Picture-Perfect Paradise. Jack McAvoy played the lead role in Tree Bearer and was cast in The End of Sentence, The Rhythm Section, and Rose plays Julie. His latest roles include playing Helgi the on Vikings and starring in the feature film South of Hope Street alongside Michael Madsen, and Jude Nelson, Jack. Thanks for coming on again to do this. Um, obviously, we recorded the the initial uh, live on on Instagram, but we had uh, we had a technical issue saving the the video. So, so thank you again for once again uh, coming on and and being able to do this for my my audience, Johnny. If you called me at one a.m. on a on a cold Wednesday night,
1: uh, I, I'd I'd jump on the on the google box whatever it's called and, and uh, do a live stream with you anytime i also think we need to up your um your intro music game you know like it's the journey to sell <laughs> hey guys, well, maybe we do? can have
0: you singing that. maybe yeah. who knows Who knows <laughs> <laughs> little jingle um how have you been dealing with it all though man how have you been dealing with the, with the pandemic at the moment i mean I you're over in ireland right now
1: yeah i'm, I'm back home uh in, in, the, in the lovely family home it's kind of uh nice and close to the seaside which is wonderful for me um you know I'm kind of one of those people that really really uh cherishes that kind of a surrounding and and the and the and the the mindset that comes the clear mindset that comes with being able to just go to a beach and, and walk along the the seafront or whatever it may be and kind of to feel a bit of that wind is is so good for the soul
0: um Absolutely. i'm doing well I, I, I think i think even like you know, pandemic or no pandemic, just being able to escape the fast-paced yeah. city life is such a healthy thing that we forget to do. I mean, getting Absolutely. caught up in that fast-paced city life, its um it really does take the rhythm out of life. I think we talked about this, um,
1: not the last day, but the last time we were on the phone together and we were just catching up and seeing how, you know, each other were. I, I had said something to you about, like, exactly that. It's like London has this incredible energy to it but it's it needs to be relinquished sometimes and you need to like actually just get away uh somewhere that's just utter peace and quiet really um because because it just really is non-stop you know what i mean uh, and i yeah. think everyone in london would agree to that extent a lot of people in london um are wealthy enough to be able to go on vacation maybe three or four times a year or whatever it is and that's great for them but but everybody else should at least, I don't know, jump on a train to Brighton or something, man, and and, uh, and, and just go for like a weekend away. Because it honestly is, I think it's the, the best recipe for,
0: um, for cleansing the the toxins in our mind and soul, you know. I, I, I'd agree. I'd agree. It's something, you know, it, it helps you get back to that equilibrium. Mm. Um, but anyway tangent straight away there with our uh (laughs) that's me i I, jack tangent mcavoy i think is the um listen man why don't you share your story i mean you know obviously um i've introduced you there and what you're most well known for is your role as helgi in vikings uh how did that all come about like I, i i know you mentioned it to me before whereas it was a role perhaps you didn't think that you you would get and then it looked like it swang back round and um you, you know it it came in
1: mm-hmm. well it's just you know johnny it's it's like life and again i said it the last day on the live stream everything i say about acting uh in this podcast it kind of is this is always the same in real life circumstances you know people can promise you the moon and it's like, okay, we're gonna do this. And, you know, sometimes they let you down. And most times they've let me down in, in any walk of life, be it acting or uh, in other avenues of life. But the the casting team involved, um, and I guess the producers had said to me after, I didn't get the role that I had auditioned for. And I was, you know, as I said on the, on the last stream, I was, I was very disappointed they had then said, look, we're going to keep you in mind if something comes up or, you know, if something suitable comes in. And um, I mean, to their word, they did. Uh, I think it was about seven, eight months later. And I think that's an incredible, uh, incredible thing to, to happen. And, and it really, oh, it stuck with me, man. I was so grateful that that actually did happen. The fact that they had said this and then not forgotten or just, you know, it was just kind of an easy... Uh, an easy thing for them to say to kind of rid themselves of a burden of letting someone down you know um yeah but uh yeah it was remarkable and and from there obviously went on and, and got to work on uh on Vikings as Helgi and with uh with some incredible actors and and uh, you know again cliche they they they've become dear friends in life but that's just and then someone you, someone
0: you work someone you worked with there was um someone that I I grew up watching cuz I was a big fan of wrestling was was yeah. Adam Copeland no uh, Adam Copeland, yeah. Yeah. Edge
1: Edge is Edge is, a, Edge, Edge is father. a great guy. Yeah, well sorry my my father-in-law, yeah. Right. Um and and Edge is um Edge is a guy who was forced to retire uh from wrestling um with an actual serious neck injury. It wasn't, you know, scripted. And uh, he got into acting and and like a duck to water, he just took to it. Um now since since vikings at least he's actually made a major return to wrestling and i think he's trying to juggle both acting and he's keeping every artistic avenue open because he's one of these people that through the art finds like you know such inspiration and and energy to 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 lead his life by because he was very upset i think having to quit something that he did all his life and career you know and and then go into acting but again acting acting can teach um so many people that you know may think they could never do acting so many things um you don't even necessarily have to be a good actor you just have to be willing to learn you know um and that's step one i guess
0: yeah and what do you feel that um when it when it comes to acting you know and the things that you can take from it and this is you know i'm i'm trying to sort of prime this information out of you with in mind of who's going to be listening to this um What do you feel are the main things that you've took from it to help you with confidence in the social scene? Uh,
1: I guess the main thing is um, rejection. Um, But but again, I I don't like to use that term anymore. Um, You know, in acting school, they say it's all about fail, fail, and failing again, Um, which is true in a way. But if you look at it as failure or um, rejection, they're kind of negative energy words. I think you said it the last yeah. day as well. It's it's just learning, learning, learning from experience. And and that's the most important thing. And I don't think you can truly, you know, I hate to break it to the listeners. I don't think you can just build confidence like that. You know, it's not something you're just going to pick up because I used to be very uh, in my head about certain things. And it's, it's, it's kind of a practice that you need to perfect over maybe a number of weeks or months. Um, but again, you have to be putting yourself in those situations Um, and taking the risk it's risk taking you know if i'm going to make a if i'm going to to talk to a group or a girl or a guy and uh, i'm a little nervous and it doesn't go so well yeah but that's great because now you can reflect and think okay well what did go well uh well the way i approached the situation was great um what didn't go so well i I was kind of like me i was going off on a tangent or so you know what i mean um yeah and you and you can learn that for the next time and then with practice man uh, in no time you're actually going to be firing at all cylinders and 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 perfectly comfortable and complete abandonment in that situation.
0: So what was the most ex- I mean, you know, you've obviously experienced going into interviews and, and, and feeling rejected, so to speak, as, as much as we don't like to use that word now. Mm. But in the early days of experiencing that, you know, um what did that feel like? Yeah, it was very it was very
1: difficult. Um, and again, I'm, I'm 26 on Wednesday. So I spent a lot of my, I think even teenage, late teenage years, maybe ni- 18, 19, um, thinking it was unfair, you know, and uh, kind of playing the, the victim like, oh, well, I deserve more. And you realize that acting, acting and acting across the board owes you nothing. You know, we're the ones that choose to do this uh, mad, well, choice of career, I guess, or lifestyle. Um, so you can never blame anything or anyone really but yourself. Um now it is tough, don't get me wrong. Um I have learned to, to, to be so okay with the fact of um well of projection or, or just learning now that I, I put it out there an audition or I walk into a room and, and do an interview and as soon as I leave I'll I'll try and just it's hard, easier said than done Um, but I'll I'll try and just let it go over my head, you know. Um and if something if I get a phone call or you know, a callback or I get the job off of it. Brilliant. That that's a major plus. But if you're sitting around kind of thinking too much about what you've just done, um, you're really going to get in your own head and and not in the good way, because we do need to tap into our, our mindset and reflection uh, a lot of the time based on things like confidence. But there is an element to it when you've executed it, you can't be dwelling on, oh, I should have said this. I should have done this. It should be more constructive to the point, you know, um, Okay, well, I did this, and I did that. What could I do next time? You can't be sitting yeah, around in a week That's, like, oh, that's really cool you
0: said that because like that's something that i when it comes to self coaching with the, my clients, which is a a theory that I introduced to them it's you know it's free questions What did I do? what went well? what will I do better next time would would, would you also so you say go. that it's like effectively it's a bit of a numbers game Absolutely, man it's uh it's a numbers game. Well, well say that again. A numbers game. In what sense would you say? In terms of the the um, the auditions that you have, it's just about you know I just got to get the get these because numbers in. I've just got to audition, audition, audition to build up the reference. Oh, that's to build exactly. Up the sorry, yeah. Yeah. Man, absolutely.
1: And, and, that's 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 exactly the sense. It's like you're never going to. I mean, there's also times now when I'd see myself as. Um, I'm not going to say a seasoned veteran, but seasoned. And, and, I, and I've, I've done the jig a thousand times. You know, it's not my first rodeo. But there's times even when I go in and I and I absolutely, I, I, I throw an absolute shank or a stinker of, a, of an audition. And, you know, they're the ones you kind of laugh off and you have to find some solace in that. That like, okay, well, that just went absolutely terribly. Uh, and that was out of my control. Or, okay, yeah. I did do that one more. You know, so, so, yeah, numbers definitely, though, because, um, so I thought you meant in terms of, like, approaching a group. No, numbers, uh, for, it's a big thing, man. Because, again, it's, like, it goes back to that thing about, like, you know, the learning, the learning, or the rejection, the rejection. Um, you, If you're not taking something from those experiences or failed auditions or ones that didn't go so well, um, you're really never going to improve. I, I know that's quite a generic uh, statement but but it's so true i mean it's like if you play football and, and you lose a cup final um you don't think oh well that was shocking um all right we'll go again next year now in the same manner no no no. you would be like right well where did we you know yeah where can we where can we tweak this performance a little bit and, and, and improve you know what i mean um, exactly. and that like where i'm at today uh in terms of like everyday confidence i mean it's a huge improvement to the to the jack McAvoy maybe, um, six years ago even five years ago um but there's been a massive jump maybe from the six years but it's all been very progressive do you know what i mean like little tiny tweaks throughout those years it's, it's taken a lot to kind of fine-tune to where i am today and there's still things that i'm still trying to work on you know what i mean uh in my own head but but you have to you have to take pride in 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 also the the success or you know improvements that you've made uh, throughout your journey you know you can't always be thinking oh well i'm getting better but i'm still not you know confident enough to go in and uh, sh- shout to the whole room a-, a funny joke or something you know no you yeah. should be there thinking okay well i can't shout a joke to a whole room but i can certainly hold my own in a in a conversation with a complete randomer you know um you really have to cuz you know positive mindsets and all that man it really does it does help yeah, you know, yeah, that's something um, that
0: you you're practicing uh, on a on a daily basis. It would
1: be, and and I'm yeah. practicing, and, and I'm I'll be honest, I'm I'm not so good at it. You know, there's there's mornings I will wake up. Um, I mean, just to give the the listeners an indication to more who I am. You know, as mornings I wake up yeah. and I'm, uh, I'm I'm very dejected, especially in this lockdown thing. I'm just like, you know, oh, what's the point? And I won't even get changed today or do any of that. And the big thing is kind of like, no, okay, I may not be leaving the house, but I'll put on a nice, you know a nice topper, a nice uh, outfit, because that even kind of gets you into a good positive headspace, you know, as opposed to going around in your pajamas kind of sulking, and it's kind of just a Debbie Downer buzz all day, um, and then, you know, last week I received some great news about, like, um, a project I'm going to be doing when the lockdown is lifted, and that certainly upped my uh, my spirits. So I don't know, serotonin so how, or whatever. How, how, how did
0: that come about? The project? Yeah, how did how did the opportunity come about? Let's let's kind of delve, so, yeah. delve into that. Like, is there a brilliant? Yeah, is it, you know, is it about not what you know, but who you know, or both? Well, man, you know, it certainly is
1: both, and and um, I think, I think if you start, um, if you start to pin it on, on on one of those, you know, idealisms uh, than the other, you, you're you're going to get kind of caught up in that, and it's not a good place to be in. You kind of have to be open to both, if you know what I mean, because there are cases where it's—I'm um, sure it's who you know. It could be a case of, oh well, my next-door neighbor's auntie's daughter's cousin is uh, actually working on this production, and you know what I mean. It could be a mad sequence of events, but for most cases, it's always very fair. And um, well, I'm not suggesting the other way is unfair. It's just that you will know someone and it will linkling. But the way this one worked was um, was quite interesting. It was it was a, a dear friend of mine. Uh, who I'd worked with on, um, on South of Hope Street last year. And, um, she had known someone involved in this thing. And at, like at, I don't know, the ninth hour on a Friday evening, I was ready to go to bed and, uh, it was like, just jump on this zoom call or whatever it was. And it was kind of like a, hello, how are we all doing? And, uh, I thought it was all well and good. And the next day anyway, I received a script to read and, uh, from there it kind of just steamrolled on, which is great. So I mean it's that's certainly for me a very uh, uh a very new experience in terms of uh how to potentially get a gig you know what i mean it's, it's it's never happened that way so yeah i'm still kind of uh i'm still trying to think about how how it all went you know it's 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 quite mad i mean it's the, the likelihood of that happening quite frequently is 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 very slim you know um sure but but again, again i went in It's about
0: your positioning
1: right yeah man and like, and I more, went the into more you're,
0: it. the more you go, the more you position yourself in environments where it's likely you're gonna meet individuals, yep within your scene, within your industry, the more opportunities gonna come absolutely right? man,
1: absolutely, but then again, i could I could like you know, I know we met there before um I could be in i could be on a sorry, I just distraction. this house I could be on um I could be in the Soho house with you, you know, yeah. and we could be thinking we're in the great greatest place, um uh, Going for meeting creatives or whatever it might be, and um yes, it may be the case, but I think you said something on your on your story a couple of weeks ago, if I'm not mistaken, that you need to be open to finding uh you know what you're looking for in in, in new environments. you know you shouldn't be shutting it down right away, because yeah. I mean I, I never would have thought in my in my wildest dreams I'd be sitting, as I said, at home, uh drinking a, a can of Guinness. Watching some I don't know garbage TV, and then I get a phone call saying you should join this Zoom chat. You know what I mean? I would have thought, oh, I need to be out in Soho House wearing my uh, lovely clobber and and swilling a glass of champagne. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. You know, it suggests that is the way to go, but you have to be open man to to mad kind of putting yourself in mad environments and and trying out these mad environments that so, you so may started,
0: starting to say yes.
1: Yeah, yeah 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 exactly exactly like do you want to go to uh all right Johnny uh, do you want to go to a rock and roll um dive bar tonight it may not be your thing you may be into more of kind of a children firehouse thing but you know you know what I've never tried this it's going to be one night out of my london life that I'll never get back if I don't like it but it could be a bit of fun and yeah you may I don't not be into a dive bar. I don't No a dive I know you don't on. I know you don't but I know it might not be like let's say someone rock and roll may not even be their thing you don't know, you might meet someone that's doing the same thing as you. And then it's like, you can even spark, I don't know, some sort of connection over that. It's like, oh yeah, well, this is really my thing. I came here with my friends. Oh, me too. Oh, you know, you never know, man. You, you can't always go uh, to the same places and the same uh, venues uh, socially and, and, you know, think, oh, well, you know, I'm going to meet someone here. I'm going to, this is where my people are at. Um, Because, that that gets quite stale you know and then you'll start to kind of you'll start to blame the system maybe like the fact that oh well obviously you know the club isn't that good because i haven't found this is where i'm meant to be no 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 people people like to blend into different places i think you said something about this recently no was it something about being being open to trying and going to new areas or you know uh maybe if you're on dating apps even uh trying out new ones or something. I I don't know. I mean, like
0: everyone's been pushed into the virtual space. I keep on saying this, you know, and even the people that had a chip on their shoulder about what online dating was all about, you know, even those people have found themselves to be on on these platforms now, right? So um, you then come to the realization that you have to go where you're going to get a better return on your time. You know, and that starts by just not being stubborn anymore, and just saying yes. You know, so good. I mean, that that's a great anecdote there of what can come when you start being that person, right? And for you, yeah. And I guess I, I guess I derailed a bit.
1: I guess I, I guess I again went off on a tangent, but I think it's it's very true to um to what I believe, and I think it's because I remember you preaching something along those lines before, but like you know a lot of people will think oh well i need to be in i need to be in a bar or you know uh a space an environment where um i'm either you know like say a nice vip club in in london it's like okay well that will that will give me a great look you know what i mean yeah but then you know if you're not being true to yourself you know what i mean and and you know you might meet people that just kind of see the, the superficial side of that as opposed to the finding the people that might resonate with you more if that makes any sense you know because I, I love uh for example road trip and the workshop in, in shoreditch um and it's like a, a late night dive bar my friend owns but like you meet some incredible interesting characters there you know what i mean right and it's just it's such a it's, it's such a an, like an organic and uh new experience every time i go there um now i'm sure there's been a few run-ins there in the past you know with those Irish lads, but, uh, but there's just, there's just always incredibly interesting characters and, and people from different walks of life. And, uh, you know, you could write serious novels on, and, like, stories on, uh, on, on the people you meet there, you know. And that, for me, is, is, is incredible. Um, yeah it's given me – and it also gives you, you know, putting yourself in a space – going back to confidence – putting yourself in a space around new groups of people, you know. Um, let's say me, for example, I'm into music, rock and roll, all that – you know man all the dudes you know i could do all that all day with people but i mean (laughs) hanging with very posh and privileged people is something that i've had to really mind and understanding for now i can do it but it's it it doesn't come so naturally to me you know what i mean and and i think it's good to to put yourself in these environments uh, for confidence building oh Uh, so you're now you're you go to maybe a pop club or something, you know what I mean? And out, you know what I mean? So there are good uh there are good lessons to be learned by going to these new places, um, or you know, dance clubs where you know it's all very techno-y. I don't even know how to dance to techno music. I'd probably look like a real <laughs> too you know. you so, get something yeah, from yeah. every
0: environment you walk you, you go into. But let's let's Absolutely, let's talk no. let's talk about like for those that are venturing into these environments and you know, they're struggling with confidence from a, from an actor's perspective and what you've to, again, what you've took from acting, what tricks are you able to share to get you in a desired state? For example, you might be on the screen and you might be told that, you know what, Jack, you've got a you've got to murder this person, right? So, mm. you know, Jack isn't a murderer. So Jack has to kind of get into that state of being a murderer. But (laughs) and it's I think I think we spoke a little bit about this on the last recording we did, and we had a bit of this. You had a strong view on method acting isn't real acting, and you're more of a character actor. Um, Mm. Now, yeah, what can you share from that? Like from from how you get yourself in state on screen. What can people take from that and and implement in the real world on get on moving into a social yeah. situation?
1: Well, you know, that's that's really quite interesting because we did talk about this the last day and and uh, I had I had kind of gone one deeper in terms of murder. It was it was a rape scene I had to yeah. do you know, and it was it was a, it was honestly um, oh, a horrible horrible experience. Um, but when you have to again, you have to you have to do. Um, unfortunately but um you you just take it and you you learn from it and uh you know for something like that which um i've obviously never witnessed or experienced you kind of just have to put yourself in that headspace of of um of what that type of a person would would be going through their mind um so i can't even really actively speak so much about that because it was something i had to uh Say mine and understanding for I I wasn't actually uh, embodying it so much because it's not something I can I can you know reflect on my past experiences with and go okay well I'll draw that from my childhood or this or whatever I, I don't know so that's kind of a completely uh, unique yeah. case. But in terms of in terms of bringing it like a character, let's say, um, or just yourself, a, a confidence building exercise um, that I would do for for character work is is called stepping into character um it's an incredible acting coach called jerry grinnell worked with some of the best heath ledger uh oscar isaac he's an incredible acting coach and, and he taught me this exercise um i won't get too in depth about it. it's basically about like if you're planning let's break it down into a social night as opposed to going on set because i think that resonates more with listeners if you're planning to go out on friday and uh Maybe, let's say you're a little nervous about going out because you're trying to you know, mingle with new people or find maybe a romantic interest or whatever it might be. You should kind of start subtly. You don't want to build it up too much in your head like Friday, Friday. But you should start thinking, okay, Friday, especially if you have confidence issues. and Little mirror exercises, kind of just looking at yourself in the mirror, just taking a moment and just kind of like clocking in with your breathing. And essentially, you're trying to find your feet. Okay? Right. So that when you when you get into the um, into the heat of the moment, you're not like you know flighty. You're you're quite grounded, um, yeah. and that can, that can really help. It may not seem like it will on the Wednesday, say if you're doing it, but it's like um, it kind of just I don't know triggers something within you that will actually kind of help when you when push comes to shove because you're automatically then on the Friday night that you go out with all the lads or girls or whoever it is. You're not going to be thinking so much about like, oh, I'm in the moment now. I need to turn it on. You've kind of done this uh, little bit of pre-work. So yeah, um, stepping into character uh, the few days in between. Then of course the Friday night when you're getting ready. Uh, one thing I like to do is listen to a certain type of music depending yeah. on what character it is. I think we talked about this. My <laughs> mind for the most. It can it can change, man. I mean, yeah, and that's the thing. I think. What it's character par- are you mostly when you go up, Jake? uh when I go out I'm uh just like Jack McAvoy up maybe three times you know just on the crank machine it's a uh, you've never actually met the real me now but, <laughs> but listening to like I listen to a lot of opera um so wow. for for let's say uh an emotional scene or something of that nature mm. I mean if I was doing a comedy it'd all be a bit different It'd be a bit more light-hearted but for emotional stuff I'd listen to kind of operatic stuff and that really kind of gets me going and just triggers certain things from my childhood, you know? Um, but I guess in a, in a more social aspect, if I was going out to meet some friends and have a good night, I'd listen to like a lot of people, you know, that pre drink or do any of that. I'd listen to some cool music that kind of gets me in the mood. Um, and then when you go out, you'll have that kind of energy still with you, you know, like, Hey, how's it going? You know, uh, you're buzzing. If you go out kind of so cold, I mean, it happens sometimes, as you're probably aware too, Johnny, where you get a call late, late. It's like, oh, come here. Uh, We're we're at such a place. And you literally, like, throw on a pair of clothes and you jump out the door. So you're not even really in, you're not in that good a headspace even going out. You know what I mean? Yeah, Um, yeah. And and that happened to me recently in, like, uh, Notting Hill. A friend was like, get here. It's such a body's here. I was like, okay. And um, I I went out and I was in foul mood because I wasn't ready. And and, uh, it's like warming up football it's like it's like prep man you know yeah you need yeah that.
0: um getting your stretches think, in before you get getting on the your pitch. stretches
1: in yeah 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 um then when you when you go out and you're about socializing i think uh being in the moment again is the is the third third big um let's say statement or uh exercise i would i would practice um yep. being in the moment is simply just not thinking too much about what's going to happen you've done all the pre-work already Um, and if you've done your pre-work accordingly, it should all be there. Um, and it's kind of that the pre-work that you do, particularly for me, uh, that takes some time, but eventually that will start clicking over on autopilot. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Those things will come second nature to you. So you're, so you're able to be in the moment and engaging in a conversation with someone and, uh, yeah, listening. Oh, and that's, I think I mentioned the last day, listening to somebody as opposed to hearing
0: somebody. Yeah, a uh, really two. strong point.
1: Yeah, um, I, I used to be a terrible listener. I used to be an incredible hearer, which is worth nothing really. Um, because when you're hearing someone, it's more you're, you're, you're hearing uh, w- w- that they're talking a certain way and you're nodding, yeah. Uh-huh. Especially on set, I used to work with directors and uh, someone called me out on it once and uh, it really uh, it really kind of hurt me at the time. I was like, oh, this- What did they say? It was just, someone said to me on set, um, you know, uh, you're a great actor, but you, you hear uh, direction. You don't listen to it. I love, I, I, I love that.
0: I love that. What a really, solid bit of advice.
1: Yeah. And I didn't really yeah. take it with me. Um, or I'm sorry, I did take it with me. I didn't really understand it at the moment. Um, and I was, I was in my head then <laughs> when I was told this, uh, because I was thinking, what does that mean? What does that mean? But anyway, I reflected and I realized that, yeah, I am a terrible uh, listener. I, I hear, I want to let on, like I'm giving the response that people want to see, like head movements, okay, okay, brilliant, yeah, yeah, but I might actually not be taking in what they're saying. And now it's the flip side effect where I'm listening so much to people that I might not look at them and they think I'm being rude, but it's like I'm trying to, you know, listen to what they're saying. Like, you listen to me? He goes, no, I am, sorry, I'm just actually taking it in, you know. So, I guess you need to let on that you're, you need to do both. I you're guess not you being passive, it. you're actively yeah, active. Yeah, exactly. Passive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, other, the other one bit of advice, um, I don't know if it is relevant, but the other one big uh, bit of advice that I was given on set, uh, I call it almost kind of a semi roasting. You know, it kind of really uh, knocked the wind out of me when I received both these uh, <laughs> yeah. bits of direction. The other one was uh, I was told as an actor, I didn't own my moments. I didn't own my moments enough. And I think that's a good bit of advice in life, man.
0: Yeah. What does uh, that mean? What what did you take so, from that?
1: So I I was um I was doing a scene and uh I guess in my head I was trying to be understated, you know, with kind of just subtle looks or whatever. Um but it just it just I guess it read on camera as if I was just very timid and uh unconfident in uh in, in my acting or whatever. I was like, Yeah, okay, okay. And I was pulled aside, and director just said, um, "You know, you don't own your you don't own your moments enough as an actor. Um, you know, you can't be too self indulgent on everything. But in this scene in particular, you are being given the license to kind of own it more. You know what I mean? And that means just making kind of uh, grander uh, gestures. You know, in terms of me being shocked and kind of it should have been."
0: You know, like play it up,
1: play it up, I guess, you know, yes. and play it up is, is probably the wrong term. We'll think of a better uh, phrase for that because playing yep. it up then becomes very fake, but just, yes, true. you know, but in, in the heat of the moment in a in, uh, social interaction, if you own those moments, maybe let's say where, okay, uh, you're going around a group of new people and somehow, I don't know where this scenario would come. It happens sometimes you're introducing uh yourself to a new group in a circle you know like those circles my name is jack and such thing you know i hate i used to hate them i used to hate those things because i was like oh,
0: yeah shit, what do you say but but a lot of people can relate to that
1: yeah it's, it's it's not a fun thing to do and people you know even though they're at the other side of the circle and you're almost uh you're like counting down to be oh god six to go six to go to me oh five to go oh it's nearly my turn oh how am i standing no you need to take ownership of that moment essentially Yeah, um, and that can be a great exercise because those everybody hates those moments man but if you can find real joy or you know actual uh, you know uh pride or fun in in those little uh, introductory circles that would really help with your overall confidence in real Quite a
0: mindset management thing to do there isn't it like yeah. you start telling yourself oh no i fucking hate this oh no i oh, know but just stop and in the magic word choose choose to flip it to something positive. positive oh my god this is going to be hilarious this is going to be amazing i'm going to own this and- and like I said,
1: finding, yeah, finding your feet, you know, if you say, okay, you're in your head, you're in your head, shit, uh, I'm coming up, and your your brain is actually frazzled, you can't do anything, just kind of take a breath, you know, find your feet, and be aware of your feet. Now, I have a good, solid platform, and then, you know, confidently as you can, even if you're a bit shy. I mean, I still get a bit worked up over those things, because I'm like, what am I going to say? And I, you know what? I, I don't even think anymore. At first, I used to go into them and I'd have something pre-planned. What's funny? What will people laugh at? No, that won't be funny if you're thinking about that too much. So I'll say, Great hello, point. everybody. Hello, everybody. My name is Jack, and uh, I really like goldfish,
0: you know? <laughs> you know, or something that just, I, I don't know, it could be stupid. <laughs> just random. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. random. And, and people so, will so actually- So it's almost like, like the lesson here is, is don't. and I, I spoke about this because someone asked this question to me the other day on how to be funny. And it's like, go out to amuse yourself rather than trying hard to make Thanks. other people laugh.
1: The, the, the penny has dropped. That is so... I was never funny. Ever, ever funny. All my, all my teenage years in school. Um, and that got me really self-conscious because I was liked, I was popular, but I wasn't funny. And it, it was kind of a hang-up I used to have because I was always trying too hard. Not Whereas either. I'd like to think people would see me... Uh, as quite a funny guy now. A little crazy, but but I'm a lot funnier because I kind of just try and pop myself and yeah. amuse myself and, and my, my friendship with you know Elijah, you know, my, my brother at Vikings and stuff. Yeah. We do skits and, and videos even on our Instagrams that certain people were like be like, what the hell? Like I was like, this is bizarre. But it's more so because we understand it as as ah oh, this is brilliant. We 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 get a real kick out of this. And I'll yeah. do that London man. I'll go out and I'll wear like a, a pink hat with something, you know, and uh, and I'll have a laugh and a joke at my own expense almost, but that resonates with people then. They're like, ah, oh, that, that is quite funny. Um, as opposed to me trying to be like, look at me, I'm a funny man. Like even in that, sorry, going back to that circle game. You know, if yeah. I was thinking, you know, okay, guys, tomorrow when we do the circle game, uh, or we're going to do that circle game. If I went home that night and I was like, shit, I need to think of something to say. And it's like, um, um, okay, well, if I said, oh, I like goldfish and I literally have that on my mind the whole time, when, when it comes to saying that, it's going to be so unorganic and it's just going to be so stupid. You know what I mean? So it needs yeah. to be real. Whereas yeah. now it's like, uh, hi, my name is Jack. It could even be, hi, guys, my name is Jack. And uh, you know what? I actually haven't a clue what to fucking say here. Uh, you know, people have been like, okay, cool, cool. It should just happen then and you shouldn't think about it. And you should feel yeah. it, don't think, and trust that your instincts will, will actually clock over because instincts are something we all have. If I throw a ball at you, your instinct is to go like that. Or, oh, you know. So, you just need to be a, find a way of trusting it more. Even if yeah. you're completely uh, you know, in your shell and you have no confidence, if you can just try and be like, okay, I need to just throw myself off the cliff here and, uh, and see what comes out of my mouth. And it Great could advice. even be like, yeah. hi, my name is Jack, and it could be gibberish. People will actually resonate and they'll be like, okay, yeah. Uh, you know. Because if you're real, people will always, always warm to it, man. Um, yeah. You know, and even these controversial people in the world, you know, some people are being controversial for the sake of being controversial and people are like, oh, they're an idiot. But there are, there's something in the likes of, you know, I would say Lean Gallagher that is quite controversial, but it's because he's being real about it that you're kind of like, you know what, there's something this guy's doing that I can kind of relate to, even if I don't agree with his views. So as long as you're real with people always. Un-
0: unfeltered
1: unfiltered yeah and that's yeah. why i think it's a funny man i think it's a funny thing that we're doing here because and it's funny for me to do it because we're we're talking about you know me being an actor um and then me doing putting it into everyday circumstance i don't want to like jade people's mindsets that it's like oh you have to become a character to be confident or to 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 no. woo people no I, I mean i've never played a character as i said it's always just me maybe turned up or dialed down essentially yes judging on the environment I'm in. I mean, if I'm at a fancy, lovely dinner, I'm not going to be the guy, because I have been known to you know, jump up on a chair and play a bit of air guitar. No, because it's not going to go down so well. Whereas I know how to tone that down a bit and still be quite passionate and engaging, lovely to meet you and respectful. Uh, And then if you flip it over to the other way and I'm in a dive bar and there's no rules and I'm like, yeah, man, you know, brilliant. So it's about finding who you are and 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 turning the dial either volume up or volume down based on the scenario. You shouldn't you shouldn't be changing your whole character uh, depending on your your
0: environment. Yeah, I, I love that. And uh, you know, you touched on there about um, you know. I see directors pretty much as they're like coaches, right? They're mm. they're able to pick out your blind spots, the the pieces that you can't see to refine your Johnny. You're you're a your director. Craft. You, what you do is no, no,
1: and that's that's you know it's a brilliant yeah. analogy, like, and and it's great because, I mean, I am confident in my uh, acting ability, but but my goodness, there's times when you know a director will say something to me, and I'm like, oh wow, okay, yeah, yeah, that's a much better because you know our own, our own uh, maybe it's ego or uh, yeah. you know which is something mind, I want to
0: segue into definitely.
1: You do need yeah. that
0: one person, even if it's a
1: friend. Mm. I mean, I found it in London with, uh, with Elijah Tommy and my dear friends there. And um, now we, de- we deal in the term just value and, and, and the value you give off. And, yeah. and there's stuff that I say. I mean, like, I used to find it funny. Maybe it's where I'm from. You know, um, this is just a personal thing. It's, it's quite interesting, though. I used to find socially that if you were having a bit of a slag and a bit of banter... It was more so at someone's expense. Like say I uh, mugged a friend off like, oh, you're whatever, terrible at this. Um, that's, for me, that was never, I used to think it was funny. And then I started hanging out with these guys and they were like, that's actually really low value because you, you, you're putting me down. It looks bad on you and it looks bad on me and it puts everyone sure. in a bit of a funky situation. Yeah. So value then was a the thing that they introduced to me and I was like, okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, and now we we talk about like, if I'm out with them, Particularly in front of maybe people in the industry, we try and raise each other's
0: value. Yeah, like pitch, like I call like a pitch elevator. Pitch, exactly. When when I've got like, I'm just, you know, we're just building an online course at the moment. I'm talking about um, the whole wingman dynamic. You know, you're out with your buddy or, or your your female friend or whatever, and they're left in a group to speak to the two individuals. When they're left on their own, they should only be speaking about positive things or you know, a positive anecdote about you you know, not trying to put you down, you, you know, that's, that's, you know, it just makes and, everyone look bad. You're right. It
1: is, it is such a, it's something that like, I think that's probably my biggest revelation in, in, in life, to be honest. Um, was, was this, uh, was, was that whole thing because it's, it's also a very laddish culture.
0: And I was about um, to say that we, we yeah. at a young age, we get caught up in that lad culture and, and, mm. and that's something that I had to escape
1: man i did too and you know what a lot of a lot of my maybe uh, local friends still and i love them to bits they'd probably they'd probably kind of slag me for maybe opening up this mindset but i mean once you do it, it really will change the game and especially if you're this is this is a big one if you're uh, not confident in those environments it's very easy to to be the guy that's slagging somebody and it's gonna look so bad on you it's gonna it's do you no favors and yeah. i can see why because i used to be in certain situations find myself doing it too because i thought i needed like almost an escape of maybe not talking or being quiet and not saying anything interesting that'd be like oh well you're uh, terrible at uh, such a thing or you know i don't know what it would be but then the people around would be like oh this guy's a bit of a People will read it, man. They'll be like, oh, this guy's a dick or whatever. And then you made, you made your friend look terrible. Whereas if you're actually... If you're giving compliments or, or paying juice to a friend, uh, to somebody else, um, or wingmanning them up or whatever it might be, raising their value, uh, you look like a great person as well. You know, They're like, oh, yeah. well, that's a really nice thing of him to say about his friend. And it's a lovely thing you've said about the friend. So there's, there's, there's no loss. It's all to be gained by just being positive. You're right. Um, because yeah. that culture... If if you can get out of that space as well, that's a, a big thing for a lot of listeners. It's hard to get out of there, but when you when you're out, it's it's, it's a beautiful thing, man. Really, I really like really-
0: what you're saying, Jack. I mean, it, it's really re- it's going to really resonate with uh, my listeners that have been following my work for so long because this yeah. this is something I talk about a lot. You know, so from coming from someone else that's in a different field, um, it's really going to hit home. Mm. So, right. yeah, we've talked about a few things already that have been fantastic about, you know, the importance of having your own director in your life, you know, pointing out your blind spots, whether that's for a friend or someone that is effectively an accountability partner, um, dealing with projections. Well, Johnny,
1: just on that, sorry. like yeah, I, I again, went off on a tangent because I always do. That's just me. But what, yeah. what I was getting at first was, I was talking about that interaction thing about putting people down, but where that came from was, about yeah going back to having your director i mean i'll go out with my my friends um they
0: he That's she whoever someone they... pointed out to you and you've made improvements completely, on it and completely. It's made the whole it, the social experience all that much better but i'll still Everyone i means. mean as
1: as 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 uh, perfectly comfortable as i am in in complete abandon and uh, and in any social situation i will still go to my directors, whoever that may be, uh, you know, whoever I'm out with or whoever I trust and be like, uh, and just for a reflection, just be like, um, I mean, it could be great if, if you're really struggling to maybe check in with them maybe after a night out the morning after when when the alcohol is, you know, away or whatever, the party's over and just be like, that was a great night last night. Yeah, it was. Uh, you just say, you know, do you think I came across in the right manner? And they'll be like, yeah, and just be honest because I'm trying to learn. Um, I, I'll still do it, man. I mean, I'll do it with like, Personally, for me, I'll do it more so with like interviews or like things that you know my friends can watch on TV. And I'll call my I'll call my father sometimes and be like, "He's a great you know director as well." Like, "What do you think?" He's like, "Oh, you came off really well," or he could be like, "Oh, you came off like a dickhead," you know.
0: So yeah, it's good to have a few- that. You're looking for that sincere honesty, like yeah. even if it's gonna hurt you. Like, at least you know you can trust that person. Exactly. don't want to blow smoke up your backside.
1: No man, no 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 mm. not at all. I maybe if if you can. If you have the luxury, try and make it maybe like two or three people. So, like as yeah. I said, my father's one. I have some friends as another. Then I'll have maybe uh, maybe a particular female friend. Um, yeah. Because it's another different perspective again. It, it, there's always just keep a few around you, but it's very important. And I know that's what you do at your clients. It's the exact same yeah. as a director actor relationship or footballing coach. Anything, man. It's it's so so important that outside perspective.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um. Now, as I say, yeah, so there's many great things we've already discussed, which has been fantastic. And what I also want to pull out from you as well, something you perhaps learned from stage school and performing on stage, is what do you feel is the best way to communicate to an audience? Say that you've got a group of people that in your world you're performing in front of, that would be on the stage. But in, you know, what I'm trying to pull out of this is in a a social format, what is similar? From that to speak in a room full of people, command an attention from a group, or perhaps a, at a dinner party or something. I think um, again. Is there any body the, the, language tips? Like specifically, I think would would be some good nuggets. Yeah. Okay. Body
1: language. Yeah. I mm. mean, I am. Um, I mean, it, it, uh, there's a term called stagecraft, and it's like more so for theatre. I mean, my stagecraft, I'd say, is pretty much non existent at this stage. It's been so long since I've I've performed theatre. But it's always about like if you're the audience, you know, having having your, you know, let's say uh your body kind of facing them like and projecting outwardly. I mean you don't want to stand with someone with like your back or whatever, negative. You don't want to stand like that again, kind of a
0: closed body language. Closed body
1: language. I mean you don't want to stand there either and be too kind of so you can find a neutral I think I talked the last day, a big thing for me because I, I think body language is a funky thing sometimes and that's something you can get in your head about. So I love, I love having a prop. I mean, on nights that I'm drinking or not drinking, doesn't matter. Go get, a, go get an elderflower with a little white lime if you're not and you're just being social and a glass is just a great thing to have because, you know, you can, you can put that nervous energy sometimes into it almost, you know, but you're standing there and, uh, you know, we can make hand gestures and blah, 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 blah. Um, I think I talked last time about a term I like to use called lock on. Um, mm. It's a, it's a nice one, maybe a little more advanced, but it's always good if, if you're really in the mood for putting yourself in a, in a, like a, a challenging night, let's say, where, you know, you're really going to be challenged with confidence and, and socially. It's basically like if you're going for dinner with a group of maybe uh, four or or whatever, and it's a, a table, maybe a rectangle style. i never want to be the end ta- I'd like to be in like the middle, in the middle, so I have like people either side of me, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Also, if you're standing at an event, uh, I would always like to have my back to the wall, and that way I'm kind of uh, projecting, you know, at this kind of like semicircle or whatever it might be. Um, I don't know. It's just these little little nuggets that that will, may actually help.
0: Um, is, is having a... Like when... Within acting, what are you taught when it comes to having a prop? Is there anything uh, well, pro- that specifically stands out for you, like when you have a prop, like when when you're? Well, I
1: I always try. Okay, this is this is a mad thing now that <laughs> I don't know if a lot of people will know, but myself and Rowan uh, discovered recently off of um off of Billy Billy Zane, I think it was uh, on a show Elijah was working on him with. Uh, claimed that he was he was going to get prop fatigue which i thought was one of the best one of the best uh phrases i've heard it was basically because he was driving a car smoking a cigarette and he had a drink or something and he was i'm gonna get prop fatigue. anyway we've taken that with us we thought it was brilliant but one thing we've tried to instill in a lot of our self-tapes or audition tapes even if it's not in the script having a prop i mean i don't know if anyone's noticed i've just clocked i've had this like marker in my hand uh, (laughs) i don't know if it's a nervous thing that i'm doing or just while i'm talking you know what I mean? I'm fidgety, yeah. so I like I would like to have something. But in scenes where you know, I mean, I did a scene man before where he's in a high school, and I just put out a cigarette, lit it up, just because I like the idea of you know having something that kind of you can use to tell your stories and 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 create almost a world in acting. Um, what it tells us socially, I guess, and, and in acting schools, is props, uh, yeah, you, you don't want to you don't want to put all your Energy into it. You don't want to make it about the prop, so to speak. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I was talking it can be about quite wearing distracting. Distracting. I was talking about before wearing a pink hat or something around. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes, at first it it, it should spark people's. You know, uh, the, uh it, it should spark their maybe. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, their attention. Their attention, rather. Really. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Um, but you don't want it to be solely about you having a funny hat. You yeah. know, so you can maybe. Uh, hint at the hat or say oh yeah I've got this crazy hat oh brilliant uh, and then you've broken down that wall and you can talk about something else or you know you might even take it off and put it on them and and, and, and make make something happen with it but including them and talking kind of building your rapport, shouldn't just be about the prop so to speak yeah. you know what I mean and, and and most of the times you don't want to address props unless they're unless it's something that really sparks their attention I mean you're not going to go oh look I've got a latte glass yeah and they're like okay that's very uninteresting you know what I mean um but for for more of a for more of a nervous energy thing definitely props would, would would help um because people don't know what to do with their hands sometimes um whereas if you have a drink and it's you know blah, 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 I have oh, a great we've...
0: technique for like, for people that are nervous and they're fidgety is just to do that is just to put your thumb and your finger together I do that then, yeah I do that on, I do that on, when of... I'm acting
1: when, when, when like if you just see my upper body here that's funny you say that I guess it's when I don't have a prop and it's something I just happen to you know stumble across and now you're saying it it's, it's a great technique but I'll be there and uh, especially if I'm doing something that's really mo- an emotional scene and I saw right. Catherine Winnick uh Lagertha on Vikings she's a she's a great actress she did it when I started on the show she was doing this thing with her fingers um I don't know if it's common knowledge that she does it but uh I I then tried it once and I was like wow that is that is interesting. And you might know the science behind it. Is Is it something like the sensation of feel there or
0: yeah, I think it's to do with the nerves. Like it's like completes the circuit. Right? Yeah, man. Um, because when you're fidgeting, it is you trying to it's because you're nervous, you know, whether it's fiddling of mm. a shirt button, it's scratching your head, it's scratching your face, you know, that is the tell, you know, that you that you're nervous. So if you do that, tell, yeah, it, it it just it completes that circuit, you know. Um Okay, uh, what so else do, have we got? No,
1: it's, it's, that's great. And I guess in a similar way, a glass is kind of, for me, completing the circuit or whatever it might be, you know? Um, sure. But yeah, the tail, the scratch of the head, yeah. You need to just find something to be, yeah, exactly. Brilliant.
0: What about improvisation? You know, I mean, when you're going through acting school, um, you know, I, I talk a lot about with my guys, it is to be more present. And to play off yeah. the responses that you're given as opposed to having a pre-scripted thing to say. And that way you'll never run out of things to say. But like, is there any insights and nuggets you've took from the world of improvisation? Absolutely, man. Um, I mean, into that's the, the thing. Like real world? Yeah, I, I think, you know, we've
1: talked about this a, a while ago as well. It's like, you can't... <laughs> say say you know the only time you're ever gonna talk about a certain subject that you specifically want is when you do that round on mastermind you know the one where you pick around you know it all about it it's never gonna happen in, yeah. in, in conversation i mean you can certainly um you could certainly suggest that but then that's gonna look like you want to talk about that which is gonna be quite off-putting you know it's like oh i love football you know i'm a professional footballer <laughs> you know stupid so you should you're right like what you said man you need to you need to um, adapt to what they're giving you and, and kind of run with it um, and, and be enthusiastic about it. I think improvisation is a, is a really interesting one because improv is like something I was terrible at in acting school. But, it, but the, the basic fundamentals of it are, and it might come a lot easier to a lot of listeners, but the basic fundamentals are yes and. And that means if you throw out an offer, so if we do an improv scene, Johnny and I say, um, oh Johnny uh, have a sniff of this pen and and tell me what you think and you go yeah and it smells like uh, roses oh yeah whereas if I say Johnny have a smell of this you go no the the, the one the comedy in that improv is already dead because you've just completely shot everything in the foot so accepting the offer and then uh, elaborating on it slightly
0: I like that So, so and so also as well I think that that's a big message within conversations try to refrain from using closed questions and closed responses because effectively you're only going to get a yes or a no and that is basically a full stop within the sentence or paragraph that you're you're having between you two
1: that's bloody brilliant no absolutely because if you if you kind of shut something down maybe because it's it's a it's a duality or you know um yeah uh, Let's say uh, it's like a kind of a game of tennis or whatever to to put it in a term. So it's like I'm putting something out there, um, and you're accepting. And you know, I was actually asked such a thing. Oh, really? And uh, blah, blah, blah. oh, yeah. And again, the conversation has. has I like that, has, and I,
0: I think that's a great sort of exercise to to do to with like a buddy to get better yeah. at, at, at just continuing the conversation and and getting that relate mechanism going with. Um, yeah, whilst you're in an interaction with someone
1: mate it's gonna you know all these nuggets that we're we're throwing out today um they're gonna come a little uh stagey or forced at first but that all comes with yeah. like the trial and error i mean i i practice the improv yes and thing uh, in my everyday conversation as i said before yeah. if i'm talking with a child or an old person um you know on the street or someone i have nothing in common with you can actually still you know, get away with having a a flowing conversation if you if you if you really go in with that um, yes and approach. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, oh, I love um, heavy hardcore death metal. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. No, I don't know too much about. It. Could you tell me more? Even if it's you asking more about it and letting them, you know, talk more as opposed to no, I've never heard of it.
0: That's that's really good. So what I you know is a conversation model that I, I teach and in that model is a relate mechanism, but also the challenge. So if you find yourself not being able to relate to the fact that, you know, say you're speaking to an Irish person, say you've never been to Ireland before and your knowledge is little to none,
1: right? And you can't understand them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But the, the trick is, is not to remain in your ignorance, not to remain yeah. in your ignorance and, and address your ignorance. So, mm-hmm. it would give you the challenge. It would be so I'd challenge you. I go, look, to be honest, it sounds a bit embarrassing, but I haven't spent too much time with Irish people or even been over there. Tell me three places I should check out if I was going there for yep. a long weekend. And then you get information, and and then you become more wise as well to people, it. you know? Yeah.
1: Honesty is yeah. always refreshing. And, and, and also, your interest in wanting to know more from someone. And, and kind of giving them the floor to, oh, really, I, I don't, could you, could you enlighten me? And kind of in their heads then, oh, well, I'm the expert in this uh, topic. I, I love talking about. It. They'll love that. You know, everyone, a lot of people love to talk about things they're passionate about. So, I mean, when I'm around someone that wants to know something, from, even talking to you about confidence, I mean, thanks for having me on. I, I'm, you know, I'm no expert at all, but I love kind of giving out and talking away. And, and you're the one saying, well, tell me about this. You know what I mean? Yeah. People love being able to talk about something they feel passionately about. So so they'll, <laughs> even though you may not even have to say much, if you're asking a few questions to someone, they may even, you know, say, oh, I actually really like this person based off of you, you know, wanting to know more about something. You know what I
0: mean? It's, it's, it's a good dynamic. How important, how important do you think the power of story is Um, in story in in the ability that gives you the ability to connect with people how how important do you think that is
1: very 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 important again i mean yeah my mother would say that i am i'm a great storyteller in a lot of ways, you know, but i ramble man i i am like a little terrier and there's a lot of uh need to know information yeah you know um and and there's there's a lot that you could you could throw away, so i mean Let's say you're telling a story to a group at dinner. You want to kind of cut to the chase. It needs to have an arc, essentially, like any great story. But people yeah. like, you know, if it's an anecdote or whatever, they'll resonate with them more if, if you tell it in a good manner. But in terms of like not bleeding the arse out of it, like, you know, if you're like, oh, and then you went, and people are kind of hanging off for 15 minutes and they've completely forgotten what the story's about. You no, know? <laughs> no, it's simple. Begin, middle, and ending at its simplest yeah. form. And, and kind of there's a climax then when you get to the punchline or whatever it is. Now, that's a storytelling, but that – Correlates with even just communicating. You know what I mean? Like, um, oh, I I, I love um, this band. Well, you know, I actually saw a similar band to them once, and uh, they were playing this gig to nobody and didn't the whole building. You know what I mean? Uh, storytelling is, is is pretty big, um, and tone of voice as well, man. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Well, I, like I think I
0: talked about the behind, last day. the the brain science behind storytelling is that when we when we engage in story it's hidden off our dopamine receptors, right? So Mm. it's, you then become involved, emotionally involved in the story. So if you become the person telling the story, the individual becomes emotionally involved with you. It's even when, when you allow yourself to be vulnerable and share something quite emotive, right? It might be some trauma or tragedy Um, that will then release oxytocin, which is, you know, in the end, it's a a love chemical, a bonding chemical in the brain. So if you can combine these two elements, then you can create really unique bonding with the individuals. And that's why we love going to the movies. And that's why we buy into franchises and can't wait to see them again and again and again, because we relate, you know, our our dopamine wants that.
1: And, and, you know, man, also, one big thing I always... I think I'd be probably most known in circles by is is my passion, um, mm. and I mean I don't necessarily have to be passionate about the thing I'm talking about, but if I can show that like you know there is a there is an interest within me to to share whatever it is I'm talking about, um, and now obviously it comes more naturally for me because I am an actor. I mean if I read a script it's going to be a bit you know da 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 as opposed to da da flat. You, yeah. you want you know you you. If you speak passionately about something, people will really kind of buy into you. You'll be like, "Oh, it's passion is a great and, thing." Absolutely, and because... it doesn't
0: even have to be something that they they even care about. It's just the fact that you are passionate no, about. No, something. No, 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 yeah, hundred percent. I'll
1: tell you, like I said the last day because I was drinking a beer. Well, now I just yeah. had a coffee. I'll tell you, you know, that latte was genuinely. Sublime. I absolutely <laughs> loved it.
0: You know, I suppose that was lovely. Yeah, uh, you know, and yeah, and, uh, yeah. Put put more passion behind your your. Expression. And for
1: a lot of guys, man, a lot of guys out there, it's very hard to be, uh you know, emotive or uh, to, to to um.
0: Yeah, to tap into I, think, I think that's a great exercise for people to do. Just um practice being emotive on a day-to-day basis with the things that you're doing and enjoying, and then effectively, it's going to come out in your interactions with people yeah
1: and, and and your your emotional your emotional intelligence is going to come on uh leaps and bounds as well and that's for me is is one of the most i think the most important uh tool we have within us you know um i think my emotional intelligence has, has come on leaps and bounds probably through acting as well of course but yeah but just being able to uh, tap into certain things and, and even you know the passion or if i need to if I'm feeling down about something, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll be down about it. I'm not going to do the m- typical masculine thing and uh, and uh, and kind of bottle everything up. You know what I mean? Just mm. open that. Like there's like a, a center here that shoots out all these like laser beams. Just like don't be afraid to like let it out. Sometimes you know what I mean? Because again, it yeah. shows that you're human, and and people will people will, will 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 like that. You know what I mean? Um, it's an incredible thing.
0: Has has um I asked this on the the previous recording we did. but I'm going to ask you again has has um what way do i say this no go on has practicing being a kisser a a good kisser on screen made you better off screen or vice versa
1: you know i I was always an incredible kisser Um, (laughs) (laughs) no um i i think it's a funny one because
0: uh Anyone that is well, an actor, like no, but just intimacy in general, you know. I mean, that's something you intimacy, have to,
1: yeah. yeah. But at the same time, I'm faking intimacy on screen. Mm. I don't want to fake intimacy with someone because that's just not right,
0: exactly. You know,
1: um, now I'm 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 a very intimate and passionate person, I would say. Um, and whenever I am, it's real and I'm, I'm, I'm there with them, yeah. But I mean, I'm not going to do the whole you know, oh, you are so, yeah, you know, that <laughs> I don't even want to do it now because it feels so horrible, but like, I'm not going <laughs> to do my my but then again when i'm doing it on screen i'm trying to be as real as possible i don't want to fake anything on screen ever i'm not a fake i'll I'll become something so if i'm doing a a love scene which i have done you know vikings and a few other things um I'll, I'll, i'll 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 be there with them even if my act or my playing partner female male whatever they are um i will always try and 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 be there in that moment even if it's you know someone I have no romantic chemistry with and like on Vikings for example my my wife is is a dear dear friend of mine you yeah. know we have a laugh and a joke all the time so it's very it's very uh unorganic or you know very staged to go in and do something so steamy and like you know fueled by passion but I think if there's a trust with that person uh it's it's not a it's not a hard thing to find and then once the camera cuts. You know, you can have a laugh and a joke like, yeah, that was mad, you know. But uh, <laughs> but you both take responsibility of the situation and you just throw yourselves into it, you know. Um,
0: yeah, let's ki- be difficult. In terms of,
1: in terms of kissing, um, I mean, theatrical kissing is all very, uh, just kind of lippy anyway. There's no, uh, well, I mean, it depends what you're into. If you're, if you're actually with the, I know there's cases like Mr. and Mrs. Smith and they, they were together then. And I'm sure they were passionately into the idea but. uh yeah, I think for the most part, theatrical kisses and kissing is uh is gonna just be something that people are having to do. But <laughs> I mean, what's, what's gonna your, happen when? I was gonna say, what's, what's gonna happen rum, when? What's, uh,
0: what's your favorite film?
1: Oh, you asked me. It's the last day. Um Yeah. I I'm a, I'm a big sucker for uh, Troy brad pitt and Eric that's
0: not the one you told me last time but you. You're well, the, great it pro- the great race is
1: the great yeah. race is my favorite movie but i know okay, that no great one will Races, know of it. It. And, yeah. and uh and they're not going to know no one's going to know the great race and if you haven't seen it go look at it and mm-hmm. they're probably going to think why is this movie this guy's favorite movie and that's probably the reason why but no troy is troy is a, a very close second i think uh you know it's 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 not the best in terms of you know scenes or acting ability but just I think Brad Pitt in that as well is just such a cool character, and and I think every guy would would, in my eyes, Brad Pitt in that movie or in um in the one where he plays the Irish gypsy. What's that one called? Um, like oh no, um, Snatch. Snatch. Brad yeah. Pitt in both those movies is probably the like the quintessential, uh, let's say, on average, the best looking. If you ask like hundreds of thousands of people, I think that. They, that would be their idea of perfection, maybe? I don't know. One of one of the two of them. And I know everyone has different tastes in them, but like Brad Pitt and Troy, I mean, he's he's obviously just an Adonis. And then in Snatch as well, he's got that kind of rougher thing, but a lot of people go for that. Yeah. So there's something great about him in those two movies, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. Snatch, he's, an amazing film. You know, I've, I've lost count of how many times I've seen that. Yeah. He's a slick guy. He is a slick guy. Something else I asked you last time was... Um, you know, your crush, you know, and uh, your response was quite interesting, because so what we then we then kind of segued into, you know, you told me before that you didn't really have a crush, like a man crush, so to speak. Um, mm. Segued into like the fan zone, you know, and and how you, the danger of yeah. of putting yourself in the fan zone. Once you put yourself in the fan zone, you've pretty much told yourself you don't, you're yeah. not on the level with someone.
1: And it's the same, Johnny, as, you know, I only thought about this upon reflection when we chatted. It's something obviously I know, but just didn't read into it so much. Fan zone, same as friend zone, obviously. But, yeah. but fan zone, you know, if, if I really fancy a girl um, and she's not a celebrity, because I think that's maybe what I was, the last day we talked about it more so from a social thing when we're out in London, we're at these events and Brad Pitt, for example, or them, somebody's there. You go over and you're, oh, yeah, I love you. You know, whoa, 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 cool it. <laughs> and it's the same if it's just in a bar with a girl who isn't a celebrity or a guy, and, but you're really fancy and, and you, you, they've really caught your eye. If you, if you advocated to them too much from the get-go, like, oh, sorry, I saw you. That you're absolutely amazing. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. That's, you, you're, they're going to think that they're automatically, like, above you and they'll kind of look yeah. down at you a little bit, um, and, yeah. and it's just not a good look. It lowers your value. Um, you want to go into that, like, you know, and play that one kind of just cool, cooler. You want to be like, cool. And not cool as in, oh, I'm cool, because, you know, I think that's a terrible word. I believe yeah. in the 3 principles: style class, knowing. But cool as in just be more reserved uh, in the way you approach that. Because if you go into, as you say, fanny, uh, oh, it's, it's, it's going to get really messy, I
0: think, and not work. Yeah, I approach them as like an equal. Um, equal. And we're all human, man, at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, and it's refreshing I, I think, for them to experience. Absolutely,
1: man. Absolutely. I think, I think any, like, if you look at any celebrity, I think it's a funny word, but if you look at any star that's dating maybe a normal person or, you know, someone that isn't a celebrity or has a normal job, let's say, um, I'm sure if you asked how they met or how, how it was sparked, was probably by that. I guarantee you none of them were like, oh, well, I was a massive fan and I told her I was a massive fan. Yeah. No, because it never would have... I think that the celebrity in that case would have uh, would have uh, thought of the situation as, oh, well, they've approached me as if I'm a human and I, I, I really like that idea. They, they do like it, man. Um, they really do, I think, these these uh, these big heads. And of course, they throw their egos around sometimes with the lines like, do you know who I am? But, but on a... <laughs> But but across the board, I think they will um they will like the idea of being able to just have it like a a normal everyday conversation if they're approached that way, you know. Yeah. And uh, and not even you know, don't talk if you do run into a celebrity or someone like that and you're you're trying to flirt or you know trying to make an impression. Don't be talking too much about their work, um, because because then again, that's another way you're just gonna
0: kind of spiral into. There's an example you gave last time, weren't there? Were you you met someone? Yeah, I, went, I, I, went met, I met Bono, um, yeah, uh, at a, at a
1: Christmas shindig uh, a few years back, and, and obviously, yes, I won't lie, I was like, wow, this is a man that I would see as, um, you know, I'd use the word inspiration in, in a lot of ways because he, he's done a lot, and, and he, there's elements of Bono that I'd love to take with me in, in my career. So Mm -hmm. I I approached the situation. I went over and, uh, you know, uh, hi, Vanna, how are you doing? I'm Jack, Lovely to meet you. Oh, hey, man, he's super cool. Um, And then we sat down and we had a chat about musical acts that he would maybe have known of growing up in Ireland, um, kind of obscure references. And it really resonated. He was like, wow, this is, I didn't know a young guy like you would know of these guys. I didn't start saying like, oh, and you know, you two are my favorite band. And I love, you know, I, I didn't even really reference uh, the fact of of who he was at all in terms of career. Um now I, I did I think when I left. Well listen Bono uh I'm a huge fan and all the best and that and that was great. Um but the the conversation was never really um about him so to speak like you know oh when you achieve it was and you were a fan of uh you know the smashing whatever Irish band. Yeah they were great. You know um which was important I think in, in that yeah. case. Um now, obviously in every day i'm kind of breaking the rule here because in everyday conversation with someone you don't know you want to talk about them but i think it's it's a very fine line johnny uh when you're talking to a star that you don't you could talk to them about other things that they do and their passions you know oh bono do you golf no i don't oh, okay well you know or, but but when you start talking about, and, and you just did the tour of the you know how is it's a fine there's a fine line there i think with with things Mm. like that you just need to be so careful that you don't you don't you can go that route but you you'll start to kind of then maybe start getting too fanny again and and, yeah so so that's a that's a funky and and unique situation
0: in its own right you know yeah yeah and you know if this is something i asked you last time (laughs) Uh, let's get it again you know if you're up execution what would your last meal be
1: uh or, or uh, yeah it would ha- if i could get a guinness with it anything really um maybe maybe a lovely like a stew or a yorkshire burrito i think as i said yorkshire burrito that um, was the thing you said the other night. Like, oh. yeah you know, I'm, I'm irish man I, I love yeah a roast dinner essentially wrapped in a yorkshire pudding is, is is one of the best things you'll ever eat if you're into that sort of thing um i, I gotta know. i gotta try myself one of those man that's um when camden when camden market reopens i'm telling you now it's i i kind of left them a little suggestion once i think I i was a little peed off i was like i think you guys are incredible i love what you do i said for that price you should be throwing in a little gravy pot for free the fact you have to pay it's just the you know the the fact they make you pay an extra i think pound you know out of out of jest they should give you like as a meal or something it, it, that irked me i was like no that should just go with the, with the yeah,
0: yeah. yeah well let's see if they took the advice on board when you go back yeah when, when we go back i'm going, I'm when going we go it. back there we go yeah. and 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 who would you have around a dinner table if you're hosting the meal past and present guests who would you have around uh ooh, yeah so my father um
1: I, you know instead of maybe specific people i I, i'd say my father a few maybe london people uh you know from the london social scene that i'm sure you and i both know that just have a different kind of uh mindset about things now and, and they're very much in that london hub uh and then maybe someone from the countryside in ireland as well i'd love to just get these people from from different areas of like Ireland and England to kind
0: of just sit down and have a meal just and just kind of see the culture. Put them in a shop. blender and just see what happens.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it'd be really interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you'd, have I like some bougie, you'd have some bougie people from, yeah, certain cities or whatever, and then someone that's never even been to a city. I don't know. I just think
0: that'd be gas. Uh, that, I did that for my birthday. and I like all, the, all my friends who I grew up with and like all of the, the people from all sorts of different flavors from the London nightlife scene. And it was just like a circus.
1: <laughs> yeah oh, it's great it's great and that's kind of what i meant about that um you know different environments thing earlier i said the bar shortage road trip in the workshop um i love when i go there because it is a circus in terms of different people from different walks of life and when you put all these random people in a in a room together it, it's great man it really is um it's just a great yeah. experience
0: you should everyone should witness at some stage um yeah it is well, Jack, look, thank, thanks for coming on and, and, and doing this recording again. Um, um, I can't man, thank no you enough problem. for that. Um, what, so, you know, there's, I know there's obviously things that you can't, you can't say that you can't remember too much on because it's still in the pipeline, but um, and I know you've got this music project that you're doing with your friend. Um, where can people find out about that? And where else, you know, where else can they find you? Sure, man. So,
1: I mean i don't really do much um social media i I am on instagram i would use that uh, mostly so that's um this is jack mcavoy you can hit me up there and follow and then link to that i'm sure you'll see some of my music projects um at moxie and guile uh it's been great we're we're just kind of writing music and and not thinking twice about it and putting it out there um but yeah man that's pretty much it i've got some projects uh in acting as well, that I, I I think we talked about on the phone, and uh, I can't really disclose um, too much yet because if it all, you know, I don't want to say backfires, but if something happens to it, I'll look like a real idiot. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah,
0: you don't do it. Uh,
1: yeah, and just you know, I hate these people that are like, I actually know actors that it really, it doesn't really bother me so much, but it's just for their own sake. I'm like, why do you do that? And they're like, they'll talk about a project that maybe they have that hasn't even been booked yet. And it's like, oh, I'm going to do this, you know, Netflix show or something show. Yeah. And then it blows up in their face. And then you know, the next time you see them, you're like, oh, how's the thingy? And they're like, oh, it, it didn't happen. It's just, it's not a good look. But so until something I-
0: that happens there. Like when, when you start opening your mouth about something that isn't finalized, the energy goes off into, you know, it dilutes into a different direction. Yep,
1: absolutely, man. I mean, it goes back to that Vikings originally thing. I mean, I was, I was young and uh i was googling this thing. it deserves me right man i was googling like things to spend uh you know the money i was going to get for that on before i, I had even gone <laughs> and no honestly before i'd even
0: gone and done that being... i had a client that done up his house because he thought he was going to win this project and he never won the project and he owed all this money to so done up his house Yeah.
1: well th- that's exactly man and it's, it's 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 you know i've learned my lesson from that um, yeah and i was i was i was literally looking up like oh uh these cars and and, oh, I could actually get this house and stuff. And no, I wasn't telling anyone. I'm sure it's probably a real shame I didn't tell someone because they probably would have said, you're an idiot. You should be practicing learning your lines or like actually getting it first because I was working towards something, but I was working towards the idea of the aftermath. And if it was, and look, it blew up in my face and, and you learn from these things, but it's the exact same, man. If you put the energy into like, you know, especially in London, it's very hard not to, because everyone wants to be someone in place like London. And there's times where I've been so, even now I'm so excited, man, for, and it's not, you know, this Instagram. I'm so excited for my project, guys. I really am. There's something really cool happening and I'd love to share it and say what it is. But I'm afraid to because if if something happened, I'd look like a real idiot. Um, And it's been, it's happened in the past to me and I think it happens to so many people in London. You know, there was a thing before, uh, Daily Mail or one of these ones, uh, I can't remember the other one, the Daily One, the fucking newspaper. It said something like how I was quitting acting and uh, purely focusing on music. I, I don't remember quoting that. I remember saying that, yeah, I was going to work on a bit of music and uh, and it was great. But they just assumed I was quitting acting and, and, and focusing on, on, on the music. You know what I mean? So sometimes it, the message from that is just sometimes keep your mouth shut uh, until yeah. something is actually happening and, and completely apparent. Because, you know, people will... Uh, Chinese whispers, man, especially if I told you now about a project uh, that I'm doing. And then you go and tell someone uh, a slightly altered version of that. And it gets back to someone. They're like, wait, what? He's, you know, going to the moon. You know, I, I find <laughs> the
0: same when I find the same when you're like pursuing a woman or something or pursuing someone you're interested in. Like, just just concentrate on your persistence and 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 your tact. Don't you don't need to tell everyone about it. Just focus on you and it, it will come to fruition. You know? Yeah, so, man. Yeah.
1: And it's hard. I mean, it's so hard. I, I'm I'm a person that just loves talking anyway and like just sharing yeah. like, you know, oh, did you hear I? So, I mean, even uh, I told you on the phone because um, I mean, we're close and I think we can relate to certain uh, certain movements in, in our social like London scene. And I think it's great that we have each other to kind of talk about stuff like that. So yeah. it was great to just share with someone that I trust what was happening and, and you were delighted for me. I was, I was uh, you know, it was tough to just talk about the, the way that kind of happened but like i mean when the lockdown is lifted um well i'll probably be filming that project i'm talking about but if i go out and about if i have a few drinks in me like i know i want to say oh yeah, yeah. so you yeah, just have yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. you just have to really watch your p's <laughs> and q's you know it's an interesting one but look it'll all it'll all if, if it's all meant to be it'll all be publicized when it comes out the project and, and that's great so we'll see what yeah. happens
0: well i'm in your corner buddy i'm pulling for you thanks brother but all listen right. thanks for, me
1: for having me on and uh all your listeners, uh, as I say, you're, you're, the, you're the right man to be, to be teaching these people a, a thing or two about uh, about how it all works. Uh, you're you're oh, a visionary cheers, and an incredible. No, you really are. And you've helped me as well with certain mindsets and stuff. So thank you for that.
0: You're welcome, buddy. All right, buddy. Thank you. And um, yeah, we'll catch up in due time. If you enjoyed the content, follow me on Instagram at London Dating Coach.